You're listening to the Five Questions Podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Shawbell. In fewer than 10 minutes, my goal is to extract the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is fashion designer Betsy Johnson. Betsy has been rocking the fashion industry with her unique designs since the 1960s. She became known for her over-the-top fashion and doing cartwheels ending in a split at the end of fashion shows. Her journey from dancing in her childhood to filing for bankruptcy is captured in her new memoir titled Betsy, which we discuss in this podcast episode. So Betsy, in your book, you talk about fearing death as a child. How has your fear of death impacted your decision making throughout the rest of your life? Yeah, so it's something I never liked and I never could talk about to anyone. And I should get myself a bunch of books and try and read about it. But I think everybody has their own idea about that. Living is half the gig, dying is the other half. I want at least 10 more years. I think we all do. I know. And you admit that you inherited your father's work ethic and your mom's energy. How did both of these qualities help you build the career and brand you have today? They gave me my life. They gave me my standards. They gave me my morals. They showed me themselves, how sweet, kind, neighborly, hardworking, born a vacuum cleaner or born a loving man. I mean, I thought happy childhoods, everybody had happy childhoods growing up with a picket fence. I had amazing parents and an amazing sister and brother. And somehow what we got from when we were little stuck with us forever. And I'm trying to get it a little bit smushed over to my grandkids, but they're in, you know, they're into the machine world. And it's disappointing for me to see that, that they're just growing up in a, a metal machine world and it lacks the growing up experience I had. But that's life, marching right along. <laughs> You've encountered many hardships in your life, like cancer, divorce, and bankruptcy. How are you able to overcome these? Hey, what these... about my open heart surgery? And your open heart <laughs> surgery. How are you able to overcome these that challenges? That was last year. I, I got to sneak that in just before the deadline for the book. <laughs> and how are you able to overcome these challenges? And what life and business changes have you made as a result? You get through the challenge. You decide you're going to win. <laughs> You're going to decide to beat it. You're going to decide to carry on. You have a lobotomy, you just go full speed ahead. Da, 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 da. My life changes have come from who I am that started when I was born and born a double Leo Taurus rising, <laughs> kind of powerful. Yeah, I mean, life just keeps changing and changing and changing, but I'm glad I had a base that was just very, very down to the core really good and solid. And I've lived off that base of family and love for years and years and years. And it's given me the guts to get through it all. You know, not that I call mom and go, mom, I'm having a terrible week. It's just been the best life I could ever, ever imagine. Have you changed any of your habits or daily practices and routines as a result of overcoming these obstacles? Well, I don't binge anymore and yo-yo diet and uh, go out with rotten men and marry even rottener husbands. I try to be aware of my life and what I'm doing, but that's hit or miss. Before I get out of bed, I have to plan what, what the day is going to kind of be. 
And the book is making my days really very exciting and very great and very rewarding and very much getting to know myself, having to go over my life. I think it's the base person that you are. It's not the little diddly bops that come in and out of your life. It's just where basically are you at that you're able to get through this shit. And what kept me going absolutely has been my work. I mean, I guess some people would call me a workaholic, but I do have my private times in my, you know, private Idaho's and I do have that as well. I eat alone. I basically am happy being a loner, but I do like boyfriends now and then. But my work has always kept me focused and centered. And I love my work, so that ain't bad. Yeah, I agree with you and feel the same way. You know, yeah, if you love your work, it's like a gift, a present, not a downer. Completely agree. And in a previous episode of this podcast, I spoke to Stuart Weitzman about how he's kept his brand fresh and relevant for so long. How oh my God, been- shoe guy. <laughs> yeah. How have you been able to sustain your brand and have such a diverse customer base for multiple decades? You got to work hard and you've got to change. You've got to like be like life where okay, today's a new day and that was that day. And you've got to kind of invent life in an optimistic way. And you you do need to be talented. I think bottom line, people are going to see through bullshit. You do need to bring something to the table. You do need to fill a slot that's empty. But I also really believe in luck. I've always had amazing luck when I don't even see it as luck. All of a sudden something happens and I think, well, that was lucky. Hard work, luck, and talent. That's why I'm still around. And I'm able to make the best out of the changes that have to happen. And I always am determined to think, to know, to realize that the changes are good. And I ask this to all of my guests, what's your best piece of career advice? Don't think about the career, just do the work and love it. Who knows what it's going to turn into? A career would be nice, but just love it, believe in it, and work hard at it and have some luck. And, you know, you could change your mind about your career a million times over. I think you got to have an idea of what your career is and what you want to do. But there's no guarantee that that's what's going to happen. So then you have to learn to be flexible. (laughs) But there's no guarantee. So I think it's important to prepare yourself for that. And I I was always very inventive about, okay, if this doesn't work, what am I going to do instead? Keep on riding instead of getting on and off the horse. Get on something you can keep riding on. And that means yourself do what you want to do and what you believe in, which I've had the luxury to do. But it's taken a lot of work and a lot of fight for me to do what I was doing. I had no idea what I was doing or what I was building. I just remember having to fight for everything I did. Not easy, but if you love it, it's great. If you don't love it, you're not going to put the work behind it to make it great. You're not, yeah. I mean, Choose the battles worth fighting for. Exactly. And if it's something worth fighting for, then let you know the work yep. guide the way. But I agree with you. And it's so timely, you saying that now. It's like everyone had a plan or a lot of oh, people had yeah. a plan. And then this happened, this pandemic happened, and that plan got squashed. And now everyone has to you know, be agile, adapt to exactly. the new marketplace, be 
be willing to take a step back or two steps back to eventually take a step forward. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Oh, I didn't want this to happen in my lifetime. <laughs> it's so bizarre. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Betsy. To follow her journey, be sure to check out her new memoir, Betsy. Betsy.